so we're back with Lost in the Lockdown after two whole weeks on a mid-season break. Uh, getting a bit of the TV lingo in there. Uh, so welcome back for those that have been listening to us. Thank you again for sticking with us this long. I have had some tweets from people saying that they are actually listening, so thank you. Um, it's very kind of you. So we will be picking up with the 13th and 14th episode of Lost from Season 1, Hearts and Minds and Special. Now these are... If you've listened to the one prior, what this whole podcast has been building up to, and I don't think we will ever quite reach these heights again. Um, so let's um, let's kick off with some trivia, Scott. I'll hand over to you for hearts and minds. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Let's get my notes up. Okay, we've got them. Okay. Oh, just like a just as a just a preface, this um, we have an Instagram account. So if anyone wants to follow us on Instagram. Mm. Uh, uh, it's Lost Lockdown Podcast. Um, we've got a few followers, mostly of um, like Lost Fan Pages, which is cool. But if anyone on our respective social medias wants to follow us on there as well, they can do so. Don't post much, but we just post up there when there's an upcoming episode uh, about to be uploaded. So, yeah, there's that little, uh, little bit of shameless promotion <laughs> there. Um, <laughs> never so, never yeah, about to mind. Never. Um, <laughs> so this episode aired January the 12th, 2005. Uh, it's directed by a lad named Rod Holcomb, who didn't really have much of uh, you know significant sort of um, works attached to his name. Um, and I didn't see any other episodes that were directed by him, uh, but I might be completely wrong. Um, and it's written by uh, another episode written by uh, Javier Guerrero and Mark Schwartz. Um, and he co-wrote this actually with Colton Cuse which was his first writing credit on the show um, oh dear so yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we all know that he he kind of delved into other like, you know, shows later on like um, Del Toro show what was that show called? oh uh, The Stand The Stand was it The Stand? no the no The Strain The Strain yeah, sort of that vampire one wasn't it I think yeah um, I, w- I watched two seasons and then got bored is it still going? Uh, no, it ended a while ago. It did four. It did four seasons, but I, I think it started in like 2013. So it ended. Yeah. Quite a while ago. Yeah. Okay, I was another show I might have to think about watching. Anyway, um, yeah, 20.81 million viewership. So a little bit of a drop from the previous week, but still, still in the uh, the dizzying highs. So they're enjoying the viewership. Still, ABC. Um, birthdays. <clears throat> Some big ones. So Jeff Bezos, uh, who is the uh, bald genius behind Amazon. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, richest man. Zach Dela- <laughs> <laughs> richest man in the world as well. Uh, Zach De La Rocha from Rage Against the Machine. Um, yes. Very influential Which rock is- band. Yes, just whilst Sorry, we talk, whilst just whilst you've mentioned that, uh, did you see all the stuff? I mean, it's very relevant to what's happening right now, obviously. But um, mm. did you see all the stuff about how some people have only just suddenly realised that rage are political? Oh, it makes me sick. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say there was um, when Rage Against the Machine announced like their reunion, and there was announced some tour dates or some festival dates. There was like all these like under twenty ones saying, "Oh, they're a goth band." And people yeah. just went mental. It's like, it was so cringy. It was just um, that. Funnily enough, I think the guy was called Scott, and he was he was just like, "I'm not." Tweeted Tom Morello like, "I am not listening to your music anymore. Music shouldn't be for a political platform." And then I just tweeted out like, "What did you think they were raging against this whole time?" <laughs> such an idiot. The I mean, you exactly, yeah, and you only have to listen to "Killing in the Name" to get the. The whole thing. I mean, fight, take the power back, bomb track, yeah, wake up, <laughs> guerrilla radio, yeah. sleep. It's just ridiculous. They didn't have like differing kind of. Um, they didn't have different concepts for their albums. They all had a no. kind of one central purpose, which was to raise awareness of different political um, uh, uh, issues that were going on. No, it was yeah, it was pretty much their the, thing. The basically. They're basically the political ACDC. It's the same song over and over again, but with the you know, <laughs> there's a there's a reason behind it. ACDC same three chords. It's the same song, but anyway, <laughs> sorry, you may continue. All hail Zach Della Rocca. Love him. <laughs> uh, 
yeah, so, and sorry, the only other significant birthday I've got was Kirsty Alley, who is, of course, star of Star Trek 2, the Rafa Khan, and is mm. a Scientologist dimwit, of course. And a Republican. Um, and a Republican. <laughs> She's got all, does the, it... all marks of a great person. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, and a fun a fun TV trivia fact on this. Um, on this date, 12th of January in 2014, a very um, significant TV show debuted on HBO. Can you guess what it was? 2000, on this particular day? In 2014, yes. Or 2014. Uh, would it have oh, been... Is, this the um... Is it the Leftovers? No. Oh, I thought maybe with the Lindelof connection. Wait, wait, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been Game of Thrones. Sorry. So it was... it has no, sorry, it has no connection to Lost. It's just, oh, like right, a, very, right. it's just a very big show that year. H- and it's HBO, still HBO, HBO, lauded. HBO, HBO. Um... This is going to kill me because I've probably watched it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd argue that we've probably all watched it um, um, at some point. Um, it's had two other seasons since. Two other seasons since. It's not. St- it's not still okay. on. No, it won't still. It's, um, not, it's, d- not a, it's not a continuing series. Uh... Oh no! Go on. Uh, True Detective. Ugh. Oh, okay. Bloody hell! I find it mad how is that that long ago? Yeah, yeah. The first series, probably one Bloody of my hell. most favorite first series. Well, favorite you know short series of all time, mm. without a doubt. Wow, definitely should have left it there. Wow, yeah, twenty fourteen. I didn't yeah, think because I, I was going to start. I was going to say like Boardwalk Empire, but then that was way earlier. Um, I think that was like 2012, 2011, that was, wasn't it? Yeah, it was maybe like, earlier than that. I think it was 2010, and then the year after was Game of Thrones, so that's when HBO had two yeah. massive things going on. Um, yeah. And then they did the newsroom the year after that, and then it just kind of went from there. But wow, that's a long time ago. <laughs> and yes, I'd agree with you, there definitely one of the best first seasons. Of anything, yeah. I think as because it's self-contained, we could just call it True Detective. Like that's it, <laughs> not True Detective Part One. Just call it True Detective. Just True Detective. Although season and then... three, I think, is good. Yeah, yeah, it was all right. It was all right, and I can't really remember two. I think I stopped watching it. If I'm perfectly honest with you, so um, not really sure. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I think that's, so... that's everyone's comments about True Detective Two. Not <laughs> not really sure because that's what it kind of just presented, just un, un sort of uncertainty. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, arguably, well, no, it didn't have the biggest cast because you had Taylor Kitsch in it, and he's crap. So, but anyway, <laughs> yeah, yeah Vince Vaughn, who was very good. But anyway, I just can't see him as a bad guy. That was my problem. I just could not see it. Um, but anyway, hearts and minds. Let's get into this bad boy. So. Episode thirteen of the first season, and it's it's a Lucky boon 13. episode. Lucky <laughs> thirteen. So <laughs> this, I believe, is uh, Boone's vision quest episode. <laughs> the, he kind of <laughs> yeah. almost gets sent on. Um, one of the more trippier like moments in me. Lost. Yeah, yeah, one of the more. <laughs> In, in the grand scheme of Lost, one of the more trippier moments. But we'll start with the flashbacks. So Shannon calls Boone uh, to come to Sydney, and there seems to be a bit of struggling going on on the phone, if I'm right. She's like, come to Sydney, and he's like, of course, I'll drop everything because you are the most annoying stepsister, and I must come to you now. That's what she said. <laughs> yeah. When he gets there... Yeah, she's like... What? Yeah. Sorry, no, I just... Um, <laughs> she... Boone asks her where she is, and she she says Sydney, and then there's a pause, and she goes Australia. It's like, yeah, okay, it's not, it's not Sydney and Sweden, you know. Oh God, we're already off to a good start. I'm going to end up crying through this episode. I can see it happening. Okay, so Boone's so... not going to go like Shannon. We're not all as stupid as you. Could you imagine in like an alternate universe, like he's landed in Sydney, Sweden, he's like, Shannon, I'm here, where are you? <laughs> Australia. That's not what you said. 
<laughs> oh good god right so wah, wah. yeah upon arrival upon arrival uh there's that is he called brian the australian guy yeah yeah, Brian, big big old Brian, who's clearly been beating poor old Shannon up. No one deserves to be beaten. Um, doesn't he get into a fight with him? A bit of a scrap? There's a little scrap, I believe, yeah. He greets him at the door, and he asks where Shannon is, and yeah. yeah. Does she yeah, kind of, just, like, um, say, we're going out? That's right, yeah. but he, he, Sorry, John, go on. She, like, no, at, at that point, um, Shannon sort of uh, pulls back her hair and he sees that she's got a, a bruise somewhere and then uh, Boone goes to report him to the police, I think is what happens next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't that right? Uh, yeah, that's correct. And then that's where yeah, that's where we have a, a little Sawyer cameo, which I appreciated. Um, <laughs> yes, that's probably my favourite bit of the episode actually, and I was I got that <laughs> yeah. just he just walks past like chastising the Australian police and Boone's kinda like, Who's this guy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, in, uh, so, the one thing that I thought was really amusing in this episode is how uh, incompetent the police force come across is that they're literally just like, no, you're Boone. No one listens to you. And no, basically, we're yeah. just not going to yeah. we're just not going to listen to anything you're telling us. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And I, I like how um, Boone, when he's trying to uh, explain the situation to the, the, the police, he's like, do you know who I am? And then he rattles off this thing. It's like, I'm the like the vice president of the biggest what is it wedding rental something or other. It's wedding, like, you know yeah, who my yeah, mother yeah. Like, like, I don't think that's going to work with the police, but you know, <laughs> in Australia, <laughs> in Australia, I put on fancy weddings. It's like, all right, fair enough, but that's not going to work. And it's again, from a from a writer's period. point of view, from a writer's point of view, or from an audience point of view, should I say? that doesn't really bear any fruit because we don't really know this <laughs> anyway. So it's not like we can say, Oh yeah. yeah, he's got a lot of, he's got a lot of backing behind him. Don't mess with Boone Carlisle. He'll, he'll, he'll mess you up. <laughs> we're just, we're yeah. just like, yeah, I do. I do. I do weddings Re- coming round my sister's house. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sure. It's like, he's like almost a bit like, a bit like, bit like his friends say, I'm a, I'm a big shot down at the cracker factory. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> 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 oh, I God. sleep in a car. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Though, mom... It literally has no <laughs> no context to it at all. Because yeah, you know. my mom has more yeah. money than your mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but the, but then you get the the, the the more interesting part of the flashback where it's like revealed he's he's paying off um, Shannon's boyfriends. You know to to get yeah. them to leave her or leave her alone rather um which i thought was quite i don't know how to i don't really know how to feel about it it's it's a strange sort of dynamic um a strange solution to come up with i guess um but yeah. then obviously it's revealed that that shannon is or she's orchestrating it you know it's, it's her idea to try and extort money out of him which is which is again uh, that's Shannon's bullshit of the week for me it's like she's, she's just a terrible person um <laughs> and the thing and just, the thing you know, from this as well that I got which was immediately ruined by the writing of the episode is that it, it's quite clear just from how Boone carries himself that it's not the first time he's done this and you don't need to say yeah. that but then the episode says that <laughs> uh, <laughs> almost yeah. Imme- yeah. immediately after and you're like oh you had a little bit of, you know, f- the audience filling in the gaps. But now we'll just do Basil Exposition, <laughs> tell you it all. Yeah, um, Shannon. Yeah, Shannon says she lied to get uh, him to get the money, uh, and that's what she's done with all of her other boyfriends because she's Shannon. Uh, and then Brian starts. I think the boyfriend starts saying something about Boone's mum stealing money from her. Because she went in the will, was it? Was it her dad had died or something? Yes, that's exactly it, yeah. Uh, but she didn't want to give Shannon died. anything. Yeah. I wonder why. <laughs> I wonder, yeah. <laughs> but we get yeah. to that episode I think, that, later on yeah. down the line. Isn't that the point? Yeah, isn't this the point also where we find out that they're um, that they're not actually brother and sister, that they're step, step brother and step sister? Yes. Isn't that right? 
Yeah, I think that's when he was in the police. No, we did. We didn't fully know it, but I think in the police station okay. when he's he's saying he says it's my stepsister. Yeah, right, that's right. My, okay. uh, my mom and her dad married later on, or something. Um, okay, okay. So the last bit of the flashback is there's the brief fight with the boyfriend, and he gets beaten up, um, and he leaves in a bit of a he spits his dummy out, and he runs away, and then. Uh, as as all terrible, terrible things happen, drunk Shannon turns up to the hotel room and Brian's <laughs> run off with it. And then we get this really awkward moment, which I'm sure you all felt it too, where she's like, Boone, I know you love me, and refuses her advances. And it's like, okay, let's do this. Let's bump uglies. Isn't that how it always happens? <laughs> <laughs> All I could think was, was this the precursor to that terrible storyline in Dexter where Deb suddenly started fancying Dexter? Oh, yeah. For oh, those... I never saw Dexter. Sorry for spoilers then. I apologize. I should have prefaced that. <laughs> but yeah, it was a very, very weird shift. It was a very weird shift in the tone of the show and it made no sense at all. Um, yeah. And was then, that in the last the, season? Because I heard that that is like really a big thing that happened in the last season that it just completely was not like uh, any of the other seasons. I'd love to say yes, but it wasn't. Yeah, it was either the last or the, or the one before. I think it was the second to last one. Yeah. It's um, not good. It's not good. No, I mean, I mean f- the last great season was four, in my mind. Five was... Yeah could have been a lot better given what happens in four six was a write-off i can't remember it apart from the very last bit of it seven was okay with the weird bits and then eight was just appalling yeah yeah <laughs> i really yeah, like that it show, wasn't good yeah, yeah if i ever rewatched yeah. it i'd probably only go up to season four yeah, that's, that's anyway. probably fair. I mean, that's, that's the high point. But yes, but yeah, Boone and, and Shannon have their their night together, and then in the morning she wants nothing to do with them, basically. Um, and that's isn't that where the flashback she ends? She uses Boone. She, yeah, it is. Yeah. She uses Booney. How rude! <laughs> poor Booney. It's, poor Booney. Yeah. I mean, how do you take that? I mean, yeah, they're not technically related, I guess, but it's still weird. What is her motivation? Is it purely just to, like, just I don't know. Yeah, what is the point of it? Yeah, I'm I'm not sure why. What her, yeah, what the thought process is because I don't know. Do do we get? I I assume we do. Do we get another Boone flashback or or Shannon flashback episode? I think we get a Shannon one. Do we? Yeah, I think we do. Just I'm, I'm I'm not. Yeah, it seems very. Out of the blue, um, just to. Well, I mean, I'd... I think the preface of it basically is she's drunk. She turns up at his hotel room and then starts mm-hmm. talking to him. That's basically it. There's nothing yeah. more to it than that, which which isn't really good writing. <laughs> <laughs> There's a terrible Slappy. moment in regards in regards to the um, the setting of that of that scene. So Bone is in a hotel in in Sydney. And we need to definitely know that he's in Sydney. <laughs> so there's a really, really bad like composite of like yep. Sydney Opera House in the window. Yeah. <laughs> it just looks so it, fake. <laughs> it's always that, isn't it? It's always the Sydney Opera House. And you just think, is there really a <laughs> so, hotel opposite the Sydney Opera House? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess That's you always what I think. Like, afford a room there. Yeah, that, that bit makes sense. That certainly makes sense. But it's just but... it's, it's just one of those really tropey things, isn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah no, absolutely. Your 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 hotel, your hotel window is always in full view of the most famous landmark in the the city or whatever. <laughs> Look, it's it couldn't have ben. been. <laughs> I don't know what the Sheffield equivalent is, but yeah, we don't. We probably don't have one. But... Anyway, so. Um... We'll go to what happens on the island now because there's not much more to tell in those flashbacks. So I've got it written down as day 24 on the island. Um, and I think Booney's getting a bit jealous of this 
very bizarre blossoming relationship between Shannon and Saeed. Uh, and he doesn't he try and tell Saeed to stay away? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Telling the man from the Republican Guard to stay away from your stepsister who you slept with. Hmm, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'd say like Saeed's having none of it. He's like he's pretty much laughing at his face, which I which I enjoyed. Um Yeah, you know, me it's too. Like, it's like what what could you do, Boone? There is literally nothing. Yeah. And what? <laughs> Basically, is what he's saying. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, but we do get a bit more of Boone and Locke in this episode. So they've obviously been trying to open the hatch. And they're telling the survivors that they're actually hunting for boar. Haley has a go at Boone, which I liked, for not bringing back any boar. Because any moment with Hurley is great. <laughs> um, uh, but then John does oh. the usual lock lock thing of like, oh yeah, we uh, what we're doing with the hatch is far more important than food. <laughs> yeah, he's still um, in very shifty lock mode. You know, uh, I'd, I'd have figured maybe by this stage we might have had a, a bit more of a handle on him, um, or I remembered having a bit more of a handle on him, but he's. He's still quite untrustworthy, and um, even though the events of this episode, you know, pan out well for him, it's like I wouldn't trust Luck at the end of this episode if I was Boone. But um, yeah, no. yeah, it, 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 yeah, I still think the show is sort of uh, it, it's not showing its full hand with regards to Luck yet, um, and I hope that's well, not I just like hindsight talking. But I think if anything, this episode really kind of would reverse people's opinions a lot because he became mm. a bit more yeah. um, trustworthy, a bit more, you know, seemed to be willing to help his, you know, like fellow Islanders. But in this episode, through what he does, you think, okay, yeah. oh no, he actually is an arsehole. <laughs> yeah. I was going to, I was going to say, I think from a writing point of view, it's very disingenuous to what they do with Locke. Cause like you say, they've built him up to this and then he's just, oh, what a twat. <laughs> yeah. Like he's and, and he, he literally just sat there and he's making that paste and Boone's like, oh, what's that? And he's like, oh, it's for later. Doesn't it doesn't have any bearing on what's going to happen to you? And I also quite <laughs> liked Locke say Locke basically saying, if we stare at the hatch, it will tell us how to open it. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Boone's stupid enough to believe it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he tells a whole big story, doesn't he? What, what is it? Yeah, he tells a big story. Yeah. <laughs> It just felt very uh, tonally wrong for the character of Locke, though. Some of what was happening in this episode. Yeah. Um, it's 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 very strange because, like, we have, we had a previous um, episode with where Locke helps out somebody. Uh, so in, in that case, it was Charlie with his his addiction, um, and it just it just struck me that his his uh, I guess his his self help for Boone it's a lot more full on than Charlie's is. Um, <laughs> It was just like, ask me three times for Charlie. It's like, okay, fair enough. This is like, I'll give you a horrible, terrible vision of your sister's brutal death, you know, just just to make you realize that you don't need her. It's like, okay, but you were really hedging your bets there. Boone could have gone absolutely crazy. Yeah, because, yeah, like Boone was um, obviously a lot more in control of himself. Mm. Charlie was, uh, was much more um, vulnerable, so yeah. easily easily manip- manipulative. Mm. Or manipulable, sorry. Yeah, I just thought it was quite strange because, like, it could have gone completely the wrong way. Boone could have stumbled out of the jungle with like his arm hanging off and he's covered in blood. <laughs> you know, like, you're really chancing your arm there, John. Well, I mean, the next bit's hilarious in itself. So he Boone kind of criticizes Locke for lying, and he wants to tell Shannon. Then Locke's like, "No, mm-hmm. I'll whack you over the head." Um, <laughs> And then he puts, he ties him up and he puts the paste in his head. He leaves the knife in front of him, but he's got him in that weird, like, not anywhere. If he pulls forward, it will pull his arm back and stuff like that. Um, mm. And then he like says that. to him, basically, basically, yeah, I like that bit. Basically, this will motivate you, Boone. Um, be free, almost. And then that's when we start to get all the weird stuff with Smokey. And as you've said, Shannon's brutal murder. Yeah. 
which I don't, <laughs> yeah, I, which I don't know if in itself is foreshadowing. Oh yeah, true, true. I guess it, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess it could be. Um, it's it's a very strange way to go about it. I think um, again, it 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 works thematically to for the episode to fit in with the the flashbacks. You know, Boone freeing himself from his, his sort of uh, infatuation with Shannon. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just, I just thought it was very, um, very, very dramatic way of doing it. Um, but that's just me thinking it was quite funny. It, it does work for the episode, I think. It, it does give Boone a bit more of a, a character. Oh, definitely. I think I think it definitely gives him more to do. Um, but I couldn't help but kind of laugh my way through some of this episode. I didn't take any of it seriously. <laughs> um, and And, you know... I mean, it's always good to get... I can't remember if... You don't see Smokey, I don't think, but you hear him, as always, or hear it, should I say. Um, and, you know, part of me at that point was you see a mutilated body at the creek and he watches her die and everything, and you're just kind of like, well, that's that storyline over. Thank, you know, thank goodness that they've seen <laughs> sense. Yeah. They've, they might we might be on to something now we can let that lie um and then he runs back to camp and tries to kill Locke, <laughs> screaming that you know his sister's dead and and Locke's like but is she <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's fairly chilled out for somebody that doesn't know exactly what Boone has seen you know it's like oh maybe maybe she is alive it's like well okay i i would be properly raging you know even if he did tell me she was just to 20 yards down the beach i'd be like I'd, I'd be too busy just smacking him in the face it's like still you shouldn't have done that to me yeah look this is it i'm trying to remember correctly does lock seem quite surprised and how effective the vision test <laughs> yeah. was yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It really it actually worked <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and he basically oh, says like that is that is crucial to your experience on this island and it's like what the <laughs> fuck are you doing lock <laughs> you didn't you didn't have to undergo a vision quest i mean i get that you know your legs (laughs) return to you and you've seen a strange smoky monster on the island and you know all sorts of weird shit's happening but bloody hell mate that's a bit far (laughs) it's a bit of a long stretch isn't it yeah it it, I, i don't buy it by any stretch of the imagination uh, but I did quite find it funny when Boone uh, admits that seeing Shannon dead made him feel relieved, <laughs> which, which again, from a yeah, writer's point a of view, line. was was a very yeah, very weird line, very weird line. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess it, it, it's quite good in the way that they have made um, Shannon so unsympathetic. I'm being diplomatic there. She, they've made her very unsympathetic. Um, that you know. You wouldn't have minded if she was no longer in the series, you know? Um, uh, and I don't know how well it works for Boone as a character because up until now he's also been quite unsympathetic and I don't think this episode does a huge amount to change that, um, which again is why I don't think it's it's hugely successful. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I just don't care about anything, to be honest. No, no, absolutely not. Um, I've got what else have I got written down here? Well, they disappear off into the jungle again, uh, obviously to look at the hatch. Yeah. I'm assuming. Funny little thing that I've noted, and it I'll keep talking about the episode, but it also ties into the production of it as well. So everything with Locke and Boone and Shannon, obviously, we've discussed. However, <laughs> apparently, the scenes that involve um, Kate, Jack. And I believe Saeed at one point later on in the episode, they were all kind of added in because the production, uh, the, the basically the episode was running short, <laughs> which yeah. I think says says everything oh, right. about the episode for you. Huh. Okay, so I don't recall what um, what came in though. So that kind of that also says a lot as well, I guess. There's, there's exactly, a scene with, um, exactly. Yeah. There's a scene with Jack and Saeed where he mentions that the compass that he has is slightly off. Isn't that right? Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so in a way, uh, this episode well, is it does it does introduce quite a few plot points to come. 
so we've had obviously the magnetical anomaly, which we know to be later on down the line to do with Dharma. Mm-hmm. We've got main characters mm-hmm. crossing paths, so Sawyer is in like Boone's flashback. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't think of anything else really. Um, but oh, oh, sorry. There's the there's the Hurley and Jin stuff, which is quite nice. Yes, um, I was going to say you know, that Hurley refused the food weeks ago, and and now. Um... He's, he's, is he teaching him to fish, or he gives him the fish at the end? Um, it's just and he nice steps on a sea urchin. Oh yes, that's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> and he, he keeps he keeps telling Jin to pee on it, and he's like, no, no, no. <laughs> 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 Which is like you say, it's good comic relief, and I believe there's a bit with um, Kate showing Jack the garden that Sun's making. Oh, oh yeah, garden. Yes, I think that's and right. I think that is his episode. Um, in, in, in fact, this is the episode where Kate realizes she speaks English, which is oh, a yeah. fairly pivot, sure. which is a fairly pivotal point, and I've just completely forgotten it until now. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's right. But, yeah, but, that, that's a it's a quite nice scene um, because there's there's moments. Um, obviously, as as viewers, we have that knowledge, but um, it always. It makes scenes quite enjoyable where Sun is there and the two uh, characters that speak English, well, Sun speaks English as well, but the two characters that don't know she speaks English just have a conversation in full view or in full earshot of her. Um, I think Jack and Kate had a conversation about the fact that Kate was a fugitive in front of Sun. Um, yeah. So I, could, I just quite like that, you know, that she's, she's there and not really noticed um, because everybody's quite ignorant of the fact that she doesn't know, she doesn't speak English. Yeah. But I think to bring this one to a close, as as much fun as it's been, I just think that ultimately, if we're being serious about it, I, th- I think it's just very difficult to be interested in an episode centered around Shannon and Boone, especially when it, it, it doesn't really have a long-term impact on the show. Um, it, it, yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't really bear any fruit. It doesn't take you anywhere. You don't really care about the characters, to be honest. Yeah. If uh, anything, that, I mean, it, it became yeah, more that's... soap opera. <laughs> yeah, it does feel very, very soap opera with the whole uh, the extortion and then the their their sort of forbidden romance. Uh, yeah, it's it's not the most interesting of flashbacks, and it's not the most interesting of um, uh, on island stuff as well. But I suppose as a jumping point, um, I can't remember if Boone gets more like more likable or, or more interesting until the episode in which he leaves the series but um it, from this episode it does seem like that's that's the direction they're trying to go um whether or not they're successful or not, I, I can't remember I'll, I'll find out in the next couple of weeks but yeah I, he does get a, or you a can tell me now because <laughs> he, he kind of divorces himself from shannon a bit i think from a writer's point of view they just kind of separate them more so he's more with Locke and he, he does he becomes a bit more bearable, yeah. shall we say. Yeah, um, more interesting but, because of the, the character he's with. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Not not because of who he is, but more who he's with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and then with that, we'll close the chapter of Hearts and Minds down and we'll move on to episode 14, which is entitled Special. And this is uh, a Michael Dawson episode. So before we get into it, any more trivia, Scott? January 19th, which is day after my birthday, 2005. So that would have been hey. well, my 19th birthday, I think. Hmm. So still, I was in... Oh, no, I'm trying to think. No, was I? Yes, 19th birthday. Um, no, it can't be, because that would make me... Whatever, I was young. <laughs> um, nine, 19.69 million viewership. So it's it's like decreasing. So they had like a peak of 21... Last couple of weeks, it's dropped down. So you know, people are starting to kind of. I think after the Shannon episode, they've done like, <laughs> "Fuck this." Um, <laughs> this was directed by <laughs> Greg Gaitanis, who was the, the the Twitter investor who we acknowledged a few weeks back. Oh yeah. Um, and written by David Fury, aka Jock the Pilot from Indiana Jones. Yes. Um, birthdays. Yes. Birthdays: Dolly Parton, um, uh, Janis Joplin, who of course passed away in 
uh, age 27, the 27, 27 gang. Um, and Lord of the Goths, Edgar Allan Poe as well, was born on this <laughs> day in 18-whatever. <laughs> I like that, Lord um, of the Goths. Lord of the Goths. Uh, trivia, uh, 2013 on this date, January 19th, uh, Lance Armstrong came clean about his doping in all seven of his Tour de France wins. The cunts. Uh, <laughs> oh dear. What a knobber. There wasn't any significant TV related trivia on that one, sorry. So that was the most that's significant fine. one that I found. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely fine. Again, it is a good one, with... that. It is a good one. Yeah. Yeah. With the, the one strong. from last week as well. Or sorry, the, the previous episode. It's like, was that really that long ago? You know? With um, oh, uh, True, De- True Detective, True Detective and that yeah. Lance Armstrong thing. It's like, oh, I'm getting old. Yeah. Bloody hell. We're all suffering. And the year's <laughs> getting slower now because of lockdown. <laughs> yeah. It's not good, is it? <laughs> no. Right. <laughs> Let's dive in. Flashbacks. So, I mean, overall, on a rewatch, it's not as... And frustrating as I remember it being personally, but um, maybe it's because I'm older now. But so Michael and his partner have a kid. She's called Susan, isn't she? I've got written down here. Mm-hmm. And Wal- yeah. Walt is the child. Um, and then she buggers off to Amsterdam and takes him with her, doesn't it? Doesn't she? Yeah, she she's a. Uh... A lawyer, as far as I'm aware, and uh, so she gets yeah. uh, a promotion, and then she's she's already decided that she's leaving, and that she's also taking Walt with them because they had already discussed um, taking time apart. I think was what the what she said. So yeah, Michael's pretty yeah because he, because he's not that. in a yeah he's not in a paying job as as such, and she's providing yeah, everything yeah. and. She has the opportunity, and it starts off by saying, "Oh, you can come over and whatnot," and then it just becomes, "Oh, I'm sleeping with my boss or whatever it is." Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Um, and then it's it's quite, I, as you said, I I didn't mind it so much this time because um, it, it it does really make Michael a bit more sympathetic. I think you know, again with mm-hmm. with Shannon and Boone last last episode, you know. Their on island stuff haven't really hasn't really endeared them or Michael to you. You know, he's been he's just been kind of a dick on the island. Um, so, I mean, I guess that's obviously the point of the episode to try and humanize him a bit more, to try and make you sympathize with him. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. this episode did a pretty good job of that, um, even if it is yeah, sort I'd of a story so. that's been done done before. But I, I I I quite enjoyed this episode this time around. I must admit. I don't mind no, it particularly. I, think, um, I actually, I really did enjoy this as well, um, because we know, you know, that the the Michael character has become like a meme the last, you know, like ten, fifteen years, whatever. But um, I, I really think Michael, it, from like the initial flashback where they're in the store shopping, and his partner's like heavily pregnant with Walt, and she already discussed. They already discussed about names. And then she tells him that she's going to give him her surname. And I thought that's kind of a dick move because even though you don't explicitly know that she's planning to leave him, or if, mm. if she was at that point, she's already made a conscious decision not to give him his surname. Michael's name, and yeah, I'm with I, you. you know, all right. Tradi- traditionally, you know, yeah, like the, the, the child would have the father's surname. But, mm. you know, it just seemed like really just harsh for no reason and I, I i couldn't sense any sort of bad blood between them at the time if there was then i would have understood like mm. um if the father had left the the, the, the woman during the pregnancy i'd understand it mm. but there was no mm. reason for it um so i thought it was dealt a bad hand then straight away yeah yeah I, like i don't know what um the i don't know what the the the, the sort of thought process is for that like like in real life i mean you know who does decide that? Is that just if if? Sorry, I'm talking myself in circles here, but yeah, I, I understand what you mean. It's it's very strange. Like it it's a quite quite a good way of sort of again foreshadowing the the eventual uh, uh, her eventual departure. I guess yeah, that's quite good. I never thought about that. Yeah, 
she's already effectively alienated Walt from uh, um, Michael from Lloyd. Uh, Lloyd, for fuck's sake. <laughs> she's already effectively alienated Michael from Walt by mm-hmm. giving him different surnames. So he's already yeah. lost that immediate connection to him uh, yeah. as being his boy. My mm-hmm. boy. Um, My boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just thought it was really harsh. And it was, it was, it had like this really nice conversation. It was like joking around and it just went. Like there you go, drop mm. that one. You're not gonna have his. He's not gonna have his surname, mate. Sorry. Mm. Yeah. Don't feel right, um, does it? I must admit. Yeah, I it's just I, I know, like you know, we're living in like you know 2020, so people could you know have the name wherever they want. They can change it. They can not have. They can have two surnames now. You know, double barrel of. Um, but I, I, it just it just seemed really odd, just based on not knowing, you know, her no real reason for it based on how mm. Michael was, you know, he seemed okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously from then it, it, you know, devolves a bit and, uh, a few bad hands come his way. But, um, but yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about one of those bad hands. Cause unfortunately he gets run over, <laughs> which, you know, <laughs> yeah. which is the worst possible thing to happen, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's on the fa- he's on the phone to her, isn't he? And it, on the phone call, she I think that's when she she tells him that she's uh, like her and her boss are now um, together dating. Um, yeah, yeah, that's right. He, and he wa- he wants to adopt off. Walt, doesn't he? Yeah. Yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, and then that's when he sort of hangs up in anger, and 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 then the car comes, which I um, like. I thought it was very good. It's quite a good car hit. It's not telegraphed at all, which you know, cars coming I, from stage right often are. I like I, again, it took me by surprise. I knew it was happening, but it still kind of took me by surprise. I'm, I must admit, it did still have an effect. I agree. I thought it was very well done, and it, it didn't look cheap either. Like you say, sometimes certain car mm-hmm. hits it depended on who's making it, but I thought it was a very well executed scene, oh, yeah. and it obviously adds to the sympathetic nature of what they're trying to do in this episode. So. Mm-hmm. I think when he's recovering in hospital, Susan comes back and she's now, it's like she's adding on the pressure and the horribleness because she's saying, I'm going to marry this guy. Uh, and he wants yeah. to adopt Walt. And Michael's like, mm-hmm. nah, man, I'm not having that. She questioned, I don't I, it kind of comes back to what Scott was saying um, and brought up, which is actually quite interesting. But I didn't understand why she was questioning his motives. Because he was kind of saying, she's implying that he was just being stubborn, and it's like, well, no, he yeah. wants to be with his son. Yeah, because nothing that he has done, uh, like the fact that he hasn't seen him, isn't his fault, you know? Yeah, um, no, yeah, that does seem. Yeah, I'm liking her less and less now. Actually, yeah, now you mention it, yeah. it's yeah, <laughs> Michael, he has been dealt the tough man. Yeah, that's what I thought when I was watching it. I was like, but you've not even given him the chance to say so much as hello to him. And yeah. I don't get it. Hmm. I mean, later on, we harsh. find out another interesting fact about her that she was hiding from, from Walt. Um, but we'll get to that. Um, mm, yeah. But yeah, I just, I just found, even like when he's in hospital and she's like all smiley and happy. And I'm like, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you come in all smiling? Your man's just been run over. You're taking away his son. It's just Michael's perfectly justified in being very protective of Walt because uh, he's just been thrown into his arms basically through circumstance, and and it's it's all her fault basically. And she won't admit it. No, she's just yeah, she's just being a bitch. <laughs> no, I completely agree with you. It's awful. It's awful. Which then takes you eight years, I think it's about eight years later, and yeah, they're in Australia. And we've got the whole creepy, the, well, the very horror, not horror trope, but you know what I mean, the very supernatural trope of Walt potentially having some power over his surroundings. So he's doing the thing with the book, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, sorry, with the bird, draw, drawing the bird, and then the bird slams into the window. Yeah, this this felt a lot weirder this time than I remember it being before. It's like yeah, yeah. it's it's it is kind of creepy, but at the same time, it's like, oh, is this a is this a bit too much? Um, 
I, yeah, it was just a, a very strange scene, like it, it, effective, um, but it's it's more like something out of the Omen rather than Lost, you know. <laughs> That's what I thought when I was watching this, <laughs> like Damien shit. Yeah, <laughs> the bird makes a beeline for the window. It's like this is all for you, Walt. Thump. Just. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, it's all very Danny I, Thomas, I, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> and I think the I think the problem is going into the future a little bit is that it's not especially uh, a plot line that's resolved, shall we say, um, yeah. at all. In fact, and I think that's probably one of the annoying things, even as a massive fan of the show, that I have about it. It's not exactly something that's resolved in any capacity. Um, yeah. But we'll even get with there. the epilogue, like when. Um... Even with the epilogue, when Hurley and uh, oh, yeah. Ben go to find Walt, and even yeah. then, it's still just say you're special. It's just like, really? <laughs> you still just couldn't even a little bit more? <laughs> Come on, just explain that it was all him. <laughs> it was all to do with Walt yeah. somehow. Um, but so yeah, we've got and and this this weird bird event freaks out the uh, the husband. I forgot his name. I haven't written it down here. But the ah uh, Brian the get oh is it another Brian oh okay the Brian is, is about Brian? naming this show yeah no it is, it is. yeah <laughs> is it Brian I just get yeah. yeah no no it actually is I've just had a quick look it is Brian oh my god okay um, so they're both called so Brian it... how lazy is that <laughs> I know episode the only difference get this the only difference is an I and a Y so what the Australian Fuck chap off. he's got. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. The Australian chap. Hold on, let me double check. The Australian chap. He's got a Y in his name. Yes, he does. <laughs> and the, and this Brian, Susan's Brian. He's got an I. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> oh, good, good lord. Anyway, so unfortunately, she 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 dies, doesn't she? I don't. I think she has a. She might have cancer or a blood disorder. I believe I'm not. I think it's. I don't think so, it's specified what she's got. Yeah, it's like a blood disease. I think that's what Brian yeah. says. Told Brian, and he comes to New York to tell Michael that she's she's passed on, and it was her wish that Michael gets custody, which is very rich given everything we've just said. Um, mm-hmm. but he, but it's a bit of a, a front, isn't it? He's he he doesn't yeah. really care about what Michael Michael. Yeah, Michael calls him on it, um, which I, which again I quite liked. Um, you know, it's yeah, like no, too. no, you know, <laughs> I know that you're just trying to fob him off on me. Um, and then he sort of gets the uh, he drops the hint that's like there's something weird about him. You know, um, yeah. like he, he outright says that to Michael's face. Um, I was just going to say, there's that immortal line that happens in all creepy horror films where they're like things happen when he's around, <laughs> which it always has to be included. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Did anyone have the theory? Uh, I or I had a theory that Walt might be responsible for his mum's death. I was just thinking yes. that. Yes. He yeah. looked at a little photo of her, and in his anger, he killed her. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. <laughs> but in that. Because in that scene where she starts going funny, because I, I think it's, I mean, I don't think it's like a case of, oh, he's like a sore throat and not put like a hex on her, but when he when he's telling her to, to look at his photo of the bird, she starts having a bit of a funny moment and she has to sit down. She does. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I thought, oh, there's something happened here. Uh, yeah. That's, yeah, that's when I started thinking about it. I, I even had that thought back in the day when it was initially airing and I always thought Walt had come back into it somehow. Would he, you know, would they actually explore the fact that he'd, for whatever reason, accidentally killed his mum? And I thought that had have been quite a good storyline to pursue, especially with everything that happens on the island. But obviously they didn't go there. But mm. it was definitely something I thought about. Oh, cool. I'm not um, That's, yeah, I thought I was a bit like no, I, jumping ahead. But... No, I definitely thought that. Um and then the flashbacks just kind of end, don't they, with him meeting Walt in Sydney and and Vincent, the best dog ever. Yeah. Oh well, the, the Michael, um, the the nanny in the house gives Michael the the box of all the the letters and the drawings that he had sent to Walt over the years, which is the yeah. uh, what he finds on the island again. Um, and again, it's it's very nice. There's a there's a moment um, where 
where he does meet Walt in the the big house, and he, he says, you know, I'm I'm your dad, um, and Michael, uh, I can't remember what the actual is, but the, the actual line is, but Michael takes the fall, basically in in that moment, um, you know, he says something about Brian, you know, it's like Brian's not able to to look after you anymore. It's something to do with like paperwork. Whereas, you know, we know that that's not the case. Brian's just like, get this kid away from me. Um, so Michael, yeah, like from the yeah, office, Walt is, is, is taking the fall for everything. Um, and then he goes and steals the dog, which I, which I quite enjoyed. Um, it's like, oh, we'll just take the dog as, as payment here. Because um, Walt says the dog's Brian's and it's like, ah, oh, we'll just take him. <laughs> Screw Brian, we'll take the dog. Yeah, it was quite nice that uh, Michael did that. He assured Walt that, uh, well, sorry, he wrongly assured Walt that uh, Brian cared about him when he when he didn't. So he was yeah, saving him yeah. from further heartache, which I thought was quite yeah. a nice moment for, for Michael. Mm-hmm. Um, also, about the letter thing, that was what I was referring to earlier on when I said about Susan doing another dick mm-hmm. move by yeah. keeping the letters from Walt. Mm-hmm. I just thought, okay, so I'm trying to think what, in the flashbacks, what exactly did Michael do that was so fucking bad? <laughs> yeah. Like, literally, Nothing. what did he do? She yeah. just had an affair and she left. Like he's grown on me a lot now, Michael. <laughs> it was literally, I think, just because it, yeah, it was just because he didn't have a job or something along those lines. That was literally the only just, thing yeah. I could think Pretty of. Mm. Yeah, because he mentions um, he was like he said before he was a a builder, wasn't that right? Like he said to yeah. the people on the island, he was a builder. Yeah, Arch- architect, I think. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, she's she's terrible, Susan. She is. She's an awful person. <laughs> I think we like Michael now, guys. I think that's what we've learned from this discussion. <laughs> oh no, what's happened? <laughs> but sorry, right, we'll get to talk about the on island stuff where he shouts Walt about forty times, and I'll I'll be back <laughs> to normal again. Okay. Well, let's do that oh, then. So. Here it, here it is, day 26 on the island, as I've got it written here, from looking on, I believe, Lostopedia as well. And uh, Walt's knife throwing with Locke, and Michael gets annoyed about it, and he says, we're going to build a raft. <laughs> I believe it's that ep- this episode oh, yes. where he wants to build a raft, which again is another focal point of this season and where it all builds up to. Uh, and Walt then runs off the next day with Vincent, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he gets I a bit shirty with Locke again. Yes, he goes straight to Locke um, and says, oh, "Where's my boy?" Um, and I think it sounded like Bane then. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, how it came through on my microphone? It just sounded like Bane. <laughs> um. <laughs> A lot. Um, when Michael commands Locke, he very quickly convinces him that he's been nowhere near him. Whereas in previous episodes, he's been like, like he's been very quick, and then he's been very adamant that Locke's been messing around with him, and he doesn't want to ever listen to Locke or ever kind of see reason. But he kind mm-hmm. of um, Locke, uh, you know, he he convinces him pretty pretty quickly on this one. So um, yeah, yeah, it was. But I don't know. It might. It might just because I think later on they they seem to be a bit more of a, a sort of a better um, understanding of each other after what happens. I think you're right. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it I might agree. Just be a precursor to that, Michael realizes you know that Locke's being honest. Yeah, I'd I'd agree with that uh, because obviously they go off to track him in the jungle, and you've got to have a bit of camaraderie for that, I guess. But he, um, this is when we get another polar bear interaction, which I always thought, actually, as well, whilst we were talking about Walt's summoning, shall we say, I always got, a, if he can summon a bird to fly into a window, can he summon a polar bear after mm-hmm. reading wait, reading the comic book, which has a bear in it? Yeah. It's very strange because it isn't, like, the, the, yeah, no, I, 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 think, I think that's right as well, because um, it's after... Uh, Michael throws the the comic book on the fire. Yeah, um, that's like, right, yeah. again, I, I don't know. I'm I'm sort of uh, this is guesswork, but it's kind of extrapolating from that. Like it was in a moment of anger, so maybe again, 
I'm clutching my straws here, but it's like in a moment of anger. So maybe Walt angrily summoned the polar bear in the same way that he just <laughs> passively caused a bird to fly into the window. Um, but I mean, like the episode really, it really lingers on the, yeah, no, I mean, the, it really lingers on the, the image of the comic book in the fire, you know, with the picture of the polar bear. So yeah, I mean, I think you're, you're right with that. It's definitely a storyline they should have probably pursued, but given the the actor's age, I think he was like eleven or twelve, so you know he was always going to grow up very quick at that age. Mm-hmm. Um, which I've actually, I've actually got some production notes again. So when they were casting the pilot, they knew that he was basically going to go through puberty any minute now, and they were like, "Quick, mm-hmm. what do we do?" And the re- <laughs> apparently the reason he gets. Um, abducted in the season finale is because of that so they knew they could keep him away from the show for a mm-hmm. little bit <laughs> um that was sense, their answer yeah. it does it do, and it works as well but i was gonna say um so michael risks you know saves walt from the polar bear and there's that reconciliation again the computer the cgi is appalling for the polar bear i much prefer the <laughs> the proper model fl- the fluffy model thing whatever we got yeah um but again this is 2005 i can't knock it um <laughs> they do they do utilize it quite well with the, with the editing they don't have any shots of walt or michael facing with the polar bear it's just very mm-hmm. it's just like a one shot and then like a, a opposing mm-hmm. shot so um it's not it's not as bad as what it can be with that yeah. current sort of tech. Yeah. Mm. But you see him you see him wander off into the woods, don't you? A little part of it. You see him just like, oh, I just mm. wandered off. You see his little bum <laughs> yeah. into the bush. There he yeah. is. There he goes. I'm, I'm <laughs> off now, mate. I've had enough. I'm not going to rip your jugular <laughs> out now. And to grab a glass of mint. <laughs> yes. <laughs> very good. I like very it. Good. I like a very good reference, yes. Um, uh, and then, as we've already said, that that bitch Susan who kept all the the letters away from Walt, Michael <laughs> gives them to Walt so that he can say, "Look, your mother never delivered these to you. I'm a great dad. Yeah. She's a terrible mother, even <laughs> though she's dead. Read them now and like me." Yeah, actually, that's that's an actual quote from the episode as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, verbatim. <laughs> <laughs> but that's basically what yeah, it is. That's it's a nice, basically, yeah. oh yeah. yeah. It's it's a, again it's a it's a nice scene like I'm I'm a big fan of reconciliation scenes in general you know um, me too but yeah no it's, it's like it, it's nice stuff and they 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 share the the joke I can't remember what the joke is um, something to do with the penguin is it black and white and red all over something like that that's, yeah that's yeah. it yeah but I can't remember what the punchline is <laughs> but uh, uh, no yeah. yeah no it's nice it's me it's neither. a nice scene yeah. And that's right. main penguin with a sunburn. Sun, oh yeah, yes, that's a sunburn yeah. penguin. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah but, but that's yeah, mainly. Just, just... Oh, sorry, sorry. Sorry, go on. No, no, no. You go, John. You go. Oh, again, uh, just you know, as as with all episodes of Lost, um, there was the earlier part just before Michael threw the uh, the comic book on the fire, where it's like it's like you're not my dad or you're not my real dad or something like that. Um, so just just to bring it full circle within the episode, it's it's a nice, uh, just a nice scene to to close out the episode. You know they're they're going to have yeah. more of a a better relationship from now on. Yeah, they are uh, they are properly like father and son now, aren't they? Whereas before, yeah, was, and, and, yeah, and, you're not really sure. Yeah, antagonistic. Yeah, and and obviously yeah. it helped us as as we've we've discovered from talking about this episode. It makes us all like Michael a bit more. Um, so that's good. Yeah. There's always something, there's always positives in these things. So that's mainly the A plot. The B plot, uh, which kind of leads us out of the episode, really. So Charlie gets Claire's diary from Sawyer with the help of Kate. That was a bit of a mouthful there. I, I just kind of scrambled my notes there. But yeah, he gets Claire's diary and he's skimming through it. And I think there's a bit of a comic moment where he's trying to find... um some mention of him basically because to feed his ego i guess Mm. um but he reads i didn't know if this was a very convenient thing but 
he reads about one of Claire's dreams that mentions the Black Rock or a Black Rock. And that happens mm-hmm. to correspond with Saeed's map. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. Rosso, yeah. Rosso describes the Black Rock, doesn't she? When she tells Saeed yeah. about, um, yeah. Oh, yeah, because those maps he stole from her, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think she actually tells him about it. You know, like uh, she actually name drops the Black Rock, even though we don't know what it is at that point. And then yeah. I think it it shows on the map as well. So they put yeah, they put two and two together. They put two and two together. That's right. And then so they assume that that's a clue to where she might be. <clears throat> um. So I think Vincent's still out in the jungle, and the look and Lock and Boone are looking for him. And then the cliffhanger is. Claire suddenly reappears. Oh shit, she does. I just yeah. forgot yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah. That's your cliffhanger for that's, this week. That's the she episode. reappears. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, and... I guess you, you. Go on. Yep. Uh, sorry, and that was the only other sort of plot line, plot thread throughout this episode, was it? The. Where they're discussing. Yeah. In a one scene about the Black Rock, yeah, more or less, yeah, it was it was very it's very cobbled together, very quick. The majority of it is Michael and Walt, and just in the background, okay. they just happen mm-hmm. to correspond over. I can't I can't remember anything yeah. else, not from my notes anyway. The only other bit, I, yeah, the only other bit I can remember is um is to do with with Claire's diary. Um, everybody suspects that Sawyer has it, um, and it turns oh, out yes. he does, doesn't he? I think he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does. Uh, and and yeah. Sawyer and Charlie have yeah, and Sawyer and Charlie have that little fight, and Charlie actually gets a dig in first, which I which I thought was fun. <laughs> and he gets immediately cleaned right after. Didn't he say something like "you punch like a ponce" or something like that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 he does. Yeah. <laughs> which to an American audience they'd be like, "eh," but to everyone in England, it's like nice. <laughs> 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 but yeah, so I always, I, I mean. I always kind of like these storylines, especially I, I always like the sudden reappearance storylines of anything. So, so mm. What I mean by that is obviously where through no, no, through you, basically your protagonist not finding the person, why are they back immediately? You're just like, oh, mm-hmm. what has been going on? And if I remember, I can't fully remember, but it's dark if <laughs> when you get to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I, th- I think they hold it oh, over it till like season two, <laughs> where she actually goes, yeah, where she's go, disappeared yeah. to. Yeah, I can't, I can't really remember, but I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> so really, what we've established in this wait. episode is that Michael's not as bad as we thought. Wall is mm-hmm. basically like a child out of a Stephen King book. Um. <laughs> And the the polar bears are still on the island, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the the black rock yeah, is seem to be. Walt. Yeah, that's conjured up by Walt. We assume. Oh, it would have been so good, wouldn't it, if they'd have pursued that? I feel like there's like an entire, <laughs> even though they went absolutely batshit insane in the show, there's still room to go even more batshit with Walt, and they didn't. I th- I think to be honest, in. In respect to how the, the the series progresses, in terms of its like um, in its mythology, I think it, in hindsight it was a good decision not to go like full Stephen King with with Walt. Um, mm. I think it would have been too far out there, and would have taken a lot away from uh, what was going on, on the island, like the science fiction elements had its yeah. own. Like it, it was consistent, and then to go to this kind of supernatural kind of almost horror-like elements would have been a bit too much. That's what yeah. I think in, in hindsight. No, but... no, I think you're probably right. There's de- Maybe in another, li- in another life they could have gone there, but yeah, in hindsight. Because the sci-fi elements for me are what make me love it so much. Mm. Yeah. Even if it's for others, yeah, not the reason they like it. <laughs> no, but those... But they're done so well, and that's, that's what's really great about it is that they went from one thing to another and it does both elements really really effectively Mm. um and just introducing like a foot because obviously got like the 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 supernatural element of the 
flash sideways coming you know later on in the se- in the series mm-hmm. i think that's kind of that's enough um not to not to just leave your core audience in in a bit of like what the fuck's going on mm. you know it, it's still kind of keeping in that in that similar vein to what's going on the, the air of mystery but yeah i don't think a, a boy killing birds and his mum with superpowers is is <laughs> yeah it, it when you say it like that it doesn't sound right <laughs> no, I think you're right. But then, um, with that, that brings us to a close. So I think we can say that it's a decent episode, this one. I, I'd say, yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed this one. Yeah, without a doubt. And obviously, the episode prior, we've already forgotten about, but yeah, that that happened. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's not going to be the most memorable twofer. <laughs> no, it's not the most memorable twofer, but so we will bid you all farewell. However, coming up next week is episodes 15 and 16, which is Homecoming and Outlaws. A clear... No. I could be wrong. I can't yeah. remember who... Is it a Charlie episode? Uh, uh, Homecoming is... Yes. Yes, it's a Charlie episode Charlie. and a Sawyer episode. Oh, okay. Very good. Oh, that's something interesting because last time that combination we had a charlie episode and a sawyer episode and we weren't we did big fans of either no these i do feel these are a bit better but other than that thank you for listening thank you for talking chaps it's been great as always um as scott's already mentioned earlier in the episode if you want to follow us on instagram that's where we are and we will obviously be posting up these episodes in due course but other than that thank you for listening and uh, speak soon